Now I think we'll talk about inspiration and creating a vision. So let's say I'm someone that's struggling with inspiration. How can I get myself out of that, I suppose, um, block, let's call it? Um, it's the same thing. Um, try and fail. Um, I think uh, I, I literally wrote an article about this this morning. Um, I think, I think uh, a lot of us are focused on like doing successful things. Um, thus, we, we get writer's block or we get an idea block because we're so focused on like scoring a point, you know, like just doing something. Um, you know, and, and, and in a game, if you were to play a basketball game, imagine Michael Jordan in the finals, like literally it's the final game and he's looking at the scoreboard the whole match. He doesn't score a point, thus they lose the game. Um, a lot of people are so fascinated with doing something um, without a plan of what to do, which which is obviously the problem here. Like, you know, you don't know how to get it done. You don't have an idea. You don't know how to develop an idea. You don't even know how to start an idea. Well, just adopt creativity as a problem solution. That's the way I did it. That's the way I always do it. If you look at things as problems, there are always going to be solutions that jump out to you. Um, and it, it's, I mean, it sounds a bit sad, like that you choose to look at the world as a problem. Um, but But effectively, if you why I tell my stories, why I do anything with my creative, my, my art is actually, it's just functional. So how do I solve this problem? The effects I use in my videos are to, to solve the problem of a non-interruptive transition. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to feel like it's like someone's slapping you in the face. So I solve the problem by trying to choose what feels best. I really connect to like when I create, I really like what, what feels right. It's like, mm. it's like you just got to sit with it that's kind of it um so the same when you don't have an idea just sit down and just like wait um go back to some of the things you've done before just look at them you know look at the things you've already created before try to solve the problems that you didn't do properly that always gives me new um like ideas where i can now actually have something that i can try to create and often along the journey, you're trying to solve some of the problems you didn't do properly. So you did a photo, you didn't create a photo properly. Now you now it takes you to you self doing a self-portrait. You're discovering a new skill that you've never tried before because you're trying to imitate a problem that you had before. Once you adopt that, it takes you to a new place where along the way, you might not even finish that self-portrait. You might realize, oh, damn, this is something that a lot of people don't do. Why don't I talk about this? Then you then simply take the idea, then you develop it. Um, I think best ideas come on the journey of trying to find solutions to problems. It's basic economics. Like the, this happens like potholes. You have cars driving, someone create cars. Like, yeah, this is a great invention. Um, and then before that, somebody created roads because it's like, wow, we, this is a great invention. We need roads. And then someone create cars, but then the car on the road created the problem of potholes. I'm like, damn, what do we do now? Um, the government then says, you know what? Let's not fix the potholes. Let's create a new job mechanics. So it's like they're looking at the problems but along the way, you see the solution. So cool, we create mechanics now. Um, but the problem is still that the car, there's still potholes on the road. But no, 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 let's make more money from the mechanics. And then we fix the potholes at a specific time. So you, you're seeing a narrative almost being created because they're constantly trying to solve a problem. And along the way, you, you then see three ways to solve a problem. One becomes a marketable opportunity. The other just becomes solutions. Um, and then I think that's how it works with, with ideas when you don't have something to create, when you don't know what you want to do next. Go back to the things that you have already done and then try to find problems in them. Um, and along the way, you find new solutions and you, you find new ideas. Um, I think creativity at its core is problem solving. Any, create, any job role is problem solving. Doctors, because there is an illness. 
um, you know, scientists because there's disease, um, discovery because there's a necessity to innovate, lots of different things. I think if you simplify your craft, whatever it looks like, to the first fundamental theory of what it is, which is just solving a problem, then you effectively create better ideas, stronger ideas, better work. You connect with your work more, enjoy it more. I think that's, that's, I think that's, the, that's the core of it. So would you say that mostly that's where you get in your, your own inspiration from, just this idea of wanting to be a problem solver and constantly trying to find like what problems there is that you can solve? Yeah, literally, literally. I think, I think that's, that's it, you know, because when, when you look from that lens, like, then you realise, oh, you, you, never, you can never run into a block. I never have a block. I can never. I have pages and pages and pages of ideas. So maybe the day that I might have an idea block, I go work on an idea wrote before. I never like have idea blocks. Like I spend time consuming content. And here's the thing. I only consume content that spurs my mind in a specific way. I don't look, I don't just look at anything. That's another part of it. Or developing, you have to train your brain to think like that. It's not something that just happens naturally. Um, you know, when we're born, we're born into a certain naivety. That's why we constantly need to just open our perspectives, understand new things. Mm-hmm. Like when I was in Nigeria, when I was born in Nigeria, that when I came to this country, I started to realize that there were problems I never knew were problems until I in, encountered different people of different ethnic um, backgrounds that are not Nigerian. Um, you know, new problems arose. So it's like um, that constant dissonance of, of ideas, that constant banging of things that clang is, is what we call music. Um, you know, that constant clashing of notes is what we call music. So right. um, I, think, I think in that way, is is you, you you can never not have an idea for something because people are making mistakes all the time right this is so interesting i'm like making so many notes <laughs> i love it <laughs> so good so um you know i was going to ask you why is it that you choose to be in so many roles but i feel like obviously we've covered that with the sense of you know the problem solving you know answer um you know that you could just see all these all these probably ways that you could like be involved with and solve the problem even more right so instead yeah i feel like we've covered it so much um and i'm so i'm like still processing everything that you said like wow that's so interesting um because i agree i think if you if you see like a problem yourself and you're already running like your own company let's say a lot of the time and i'm a huge like I really agree with like delegation and you know building people up and leadership and all that sort of stuff but in so many ways sometimes I even want to go and investigate and solve the problem myself let's say because I understand and can see some people might not see the same problem that I might as well and especially when you're in your own company um and I actually want to ask you really quickly about that so let's talk about tribe 318 how did that come about why does it exist obviously um the intention really is right very similar to the model me intention which is probably one of the reasons why I love it so much um because I love the fact that you had a passion and a desire to want to help people and build something for other people as well and that probably came from like what you said earlier like model me was definitely built out of a, a place of frustration for the lack of support and the lack of encouragement in the creative industry and obviously Obviously, Tribe Three One Eight was probably created in a similar way. Um, so, why was it that you started it? Um, well, I, I realized. Um, so, so here's the thing. So, because I do, do so many things, I fall into opportunities maybe more often than some people who sometimes are more deserving. Which means, which means I often. So I'm a so I'm I'm a man of faith. So I'm very very patient. I'm very very patient. <laughs> You know, very patient. I, 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 I 
I've had to learn the patience. So it was, I wasn't born into it. I had to learn the patience. And I believe that God is orchestrating a lot for me. So I really, really have to sit down in, um, in sometimes the, the, the moment rather than just be busy, even though I can be. So I found that there was a lot of opportunities I couldn't do because they just, just, I just, they, they, I just didn't agree with my, they were just off my moral compass. Um, they weren't integral enough for me, but then I found that people don't, there's other people who don't live their life like me, who, who need, who, who will benefit from these opportunities, whether it be financially or um, putting them on a, on a specific level. At that core, I was like, wow, I, I experienced being the front of the lens, behind the lens and, talking from the side of the lens or every part of it and there are people who simply don't even get the opportunity to be in those rooms um and then once i realized that i was like great how can i try to give some of the opportunities i simply get personally how can i just get them to other creatives who are actually bell and i found that i had a lot of friends who were doing creative work and because i'm somebody who's a learned creative i learned from other people so i so then very quickly the people I was learning from, I became better than, or let's say in the industry, I became in the seat that they never got the opportunity to be in because of just my audience and just many different factors. So mm. I started to try to outsource some of that opportunities I got, the credibility that my name had. I began trying to create a way that creatives could benefit of those things, um, just just on a personal level. Okay, great. Some a company hits Josiah. How can I represent? How can I say, do you know what? Yeah, cool. I can do this work for you. Um, but actually this person is really better. My integrity is my brand. So companies that work with me, I say no to them for big amounts of money for the integrity of what I do. So people I attract um, are actually people who really want to do what's best for the goal, not just about picking the best face. Mm-hmm. So I found that I would see different creatives from across the world and I'll always be interacting with them. And so I would collaborate with them or I'd get the job and then I would get them as an assistant on the job or I'd do something with them. And then they have the opportunity to take that credibility from the project. So um, effectively, like the idea really came from, it solidified when I was in an Uber. I was in an Uber and I accidentally clicked an Uber pool. Um, and I got in and randomly through the ride, two other people got in. I was like, huh? But then I was like, this is it. Like, this, is, this is it. This is simply it. Creatives are constantly looking for opportunities. Um, and here's the thing we can all all those people that sat in those ubers we went to the same similar location but not the same place um mm-hmm. which is essentially what a lot of us are doing as creatives we're effectively trying to do the same thing but it doesn't look the same way um but for example i have a project and i bring you on as a as a stylist the whole project that we both did becomes your project too even though i may be the director i may have the most major role that is a project you can take to a client and say I styled this project, not I styled this person, right? So I started to see that and I was like, damn, the biggest problem that a lot of creatives have, and it's a very, it's a growing industry, is that many people can't get into the rooms. So how can I, in a small way, get people into those rooms? So I started doing that. And then I quickly found that, wow, like it's so simple. Putting a name on, like putting someone's credit onto a job is everything to them. Just being able to say that you were part of this shoot is your shoot. I was like, okay, that's really powerful. And this was solidified all through personal experience. I shot, I shot WizKid. I was doing BTS. Um, and then I shot WizKid. But the, the pictures were so great. They loved it. I think so, um, some of them got published. But they were BTS photos. But it was just so good. That, mm. that, was, that was a project that I took as that was my project. That got me um, different opportunities. And then I was like, okay, this, is, this really makes sense. This is an Uber pool. If I can create an Uber pool structure to for creatives to be able to learn 
that it's actually the credibility alone is powerful. If I can do that for you guys, then I can get you into more rooms. Some of the rooms that I don't even want to enter that are there, that need somebody there. And, and also then an arm of it is to then equip these creatives to be able to be as good for the job um, for people who don't have the experience or have the, the knowledge of, of how to, let's say, navigate that room. So effectively, I'm your chaperone. Um, I, 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 I get the opportunity to walk in. I walk in with you, I sit in with you, I introduce you and I leave. That, that's that's why I wanted, that's, that's really what it was. Um, um, and yeah, so that was Tribe. And then, but the biggest thing for me is, I guess that, that what makes Tribe very individual is we use, um, so, our, so our motto is um, cr connecting creators online for great offline interaction. If you can bring people together, you always solve problems. That's it, right? Um, Facebook brings two people who want to talk from across the world. And then they just, you know, if you, your, your network is your net worth, yeah? But if you own the network, that's where really the power is. So if you are the person that curates the creators, then you're much more powerful in helping people. So I said, okay, great. I have a lot of creators I work with in Canada, Australia, just on the back of having a YouTube platform. How can I get them to work together? And it would be so dope if you're in Australia, but you've worked on something in the US. Because I was doing that every day. I, I would be in university and I'm working on a night project in Oregon as an editor in my boxes at home. I was like, this is so powerful. You know, like, this is great. Um, nobody cares how you got the opportunity, but, but the story of, if you can twang the story and share how unique you, you were able to create this thing, it's powerful. It's your credibility for the next client. And it's a skill. I can work offline. When, when COVID came, like it wasn't a shock to me at all. I was preparing six, eight months before. Like I'd already, you know, I had a model that was working. Tribe was working the offline model way before COVID-19 came. So when it hit, I actually got way more busy, way more busy. So that was where it was. It was like, okay, great. How can we get creatives who are like in Australia, Canada, US? How can we bring you together? You get the credibility. Cool. Maybe I put a project together, but you get four people who could be on the same project and they can all say they did this, not they were part of this. I want people to say that, yeah, this was my role in this big project. This is what we were doing. That, yes, the director might have been putting that music video on there. You might just be doing BTS, but you're part of the whole organization that created that video whether you were the editor or whether you're just somebody in there helping style the clothes you're still majorly a part of it that credibility is everything to creators that's why i wanted to do give people better credibility um so that they can create better stronger names for themselves so so that, that was where it came from um yeah and the 318 wow. is um is, is is two things um so number so the biblical numbers so number three is the number four uh, uh not perfection but completeness um number three in the bible um number one is no other and number eight is new beginnings um it's my reality as a creative i'm always facing the 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 the, the desire for perfection in my craft um and the desire to be like nobody else um and i'm always facing new challenges and new beginnings that's it one but then how it happened is I was having a dream. I was, I was praying about it. God, these are things I care about. Um, I started a production company based on around those numbers. Um, but then I decided to open the Bible. And here's the beautiful thing. Um, there's only one number, 318 in the Bible, 318, one number, once in the Bible. And it's Abraham's 318 adopted sons. And it's weird because it's only mentioned once. Um, and it's like, it's, so it's basically the, the, the estimated amount well, it's it's the number. I don't and I, and and I, it's so beautiful. It's so mysterious to why God wrote the number. Or the Bible was written specifically three hundred and eighteen. Why I recorded three hundred and eighteen? Man, that's such an obtuse number. 
yeah. in New York. She's not. Um, it's like weird, but it's the adopted sons. It's a tribe of it's Abraham's tribe of warriors who defeated so many nations. Um, you know, lots lots wife in the Bible. Um, when 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 Lot was uh, was 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 kidnapped, you have five nations coming to take uh, four nations coming over to defeat five nations and then 318 men coming to defeat those four nations who've defeated five nations just to really put into context how powerful these nations were that four nations traveled to beat somebody else at their own home court now 318 men have come to battle four nations who beat five from a different city and i look at that like these are all adopted sons people who have all come from different areas, different parts. It was effectively what tribe really represented. So that was a story behind tribe 318 because there were a tribe of people who were adopted sons, different people, different different beginnings, but they all came together for the same cause. So what tribe 318 was really about. Um, then on a, on a really like personal level, the idea of my tribe comes from my three, uh, my me and my two boys, three of us, we decided in 20, uh, 2018 um, that we're gonna start this properly. Um, start something else but it fell through we started a production company kind of and then our first client was Burner Boy um, which is really cool um, but yeah three of us 2018 I found and I, I solidified my tribe so it's like a date so the brand is tribe the three is the E and then the 18 actually drops lower to be the year of establishment but 318 in itself is like the totality of the story That's oh wow yeah. I feel like we need that on video and you need to share that publicly with everybody because that is so powerful. Um, yeah, I love it. It's so good. I love hearing about how people have created their, their brand names and their logos because when I think about where Model Me's came from, like it's, I think it's probably the total opposite of what people would assume. So I find that you know so interesting when you hear from other people what their logos are and stuff. Um, even like recently I was reading... Um, you know, shoe dog and about how, like you know, how he talks about how the tick came about in the first place. Um, yeah. And even just that is, is a cool concept. I'm not going to go there guys. So please go read, the, <laughs> go read the book shoe dog. Or I'm sure you can YouTube it. Um, so I really want to talk about, you know, the company that you've built with tribe 318. Let's talk about that specifically since we just went there. Um, did you build it from a place of seeing a gap in the industry? Like, did you see that there wasn't kind of much of that creative connection, you know, happening? And so obviously it benefits you too, right? So is that kind of why you decided, okay, this needs to be the reason I have to build this company? Yeah, effectively. Cause um, here's the thing. There's, there's a few, there's, there's a few people who do it. Um, like, let's say like you have like Adobe, you have um, like the Adobe network, the way they do it where you have photographers and people who have work already they can put stuff up and people can find them and connect with them but i found that there was a lot of people who 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 have great ideas but no resources and that's the, that's a key thing like when i was working on a project i would find that okay cool there's not there's one part of the project i can't do i can't do um and here's even he, here's even the real decisive factor that really made me really like i even forgot to cover that when i was working with paul i was working as a creative director I originally started working with another director who was in the US. So Paul worked between the US and the UK and Paul will fly back and forth and he always needs a contact to wherever he lands. So that's when I really was working the framework of, of, of the offline model. So we had a, there was a photography, so we were working across the US and there's a creator in Ghana and Nigeria um, and then me. So you have a bunch of people working on one person's Instagram. I was like, that was crazy. Everybody's doing this. 
So when Paul's over there, things are getting short and it can be sent over here. But when Paul was over here, I was working with Paul. I was his grand contact. I was getting the resources and sending over to an editor. Editor does his work, sends it back over to me. I complete the project. It's done. It goes out, it creates its numbers. It does what it needs to do. It fulfills its purpose. So I was like, okay, this is something I don't see happening on the forefront a lot, especially because working on this project, I was relatively, I would consider myself not to be the most experienced. I'd never done something like that before. Um, like really, I'd never really worked remotely like that. Mm. I'd started doing it a little bit, but I never really worked remotely like that across globes or like across three countries or four. I was like, wow, you know, and we would do products where Paul will want drone footage of like a Jamaican sea or something. And we'll get that drone footage. It's not, you know, you're not buying that. You're getting someone in that city to shoot that. Mm. I was like, this is crazy. That's so simple. If we, if, if I can have contacts all over the world, imagine being able to create one video that features 318 cities yeah you know i was like wow like that would be a story in itself how can we now stop just creating videos and start creating stories so that was it so so it was so it was more so the idea that a lot of resources limitation of resources is what stops a lot of creatives so even being able to start a lot of youtubers who have great ideas great conversational skills don't have cameras but the problem, the solution is use your phone for now. Or how can somebody, how can you find somebody else who has this equipment and maybe want to connect with somebody to be able to build their portfolio? How can you get two people who need to build their portfolio? How can they become the people that help each other build their portfolio, but they both benefit? That was it, you know? Great, this guy has a camera and he wants to, he wants to, he wants to get clientele, so he has to work for free. But you also need a, you have a problem and you don't have the resources to pay anybody. Put you guys together, you both solve each other's problems that was just it really problem solving once again so that that was the framework and i was like um that was it and i never saw this so much on an intermediary level i i always you know like it's in the industry it's 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 there but i never saw it so much on a very small scale level for just people like youtubers or people that just have really let's say um for the purpose of like what how extensive creativity is um like really minute things and so that alone was just so was just so beautiful for me to see so that was that was how it stemmed from like okay great if i can focus on entry-level creatives they need guidance more than anybody else because it's it's a fast-paced industry there's so much changing um people need to learn how to keep up um, and effectively i want to educate people into their own autonomy um i don't want to i don't want anybody to be dependent on me i want people to I want to work. I want to mentor you. And that's kind of like what really is it's, the, the future of tribe is going to look like is more on the educational front of teaching people hands-on. Um, also on a, how can you get in contact with some of the people you really care about? You love their work. How can you go and can we create mentorship schemes? Can we create things to actually help people learn hands-on how to start the idea? even if they don't have the resources with somebody else. So, so that, that's, that's pretty much it. Um, and I mean, Practicality is actually quite super hard, as you, you you can imagine with model me, right? Like some of the things sound so great and simple to say, but when you when it's time to do it, it's tough. <laughs> but but the vision, the vision is there. The vision is there. Yeah, you literally have just said three things. Uh, you know that we really want to do as a brand, but we're just not there yet. And so it's like it, it's just about knowing, like keeping that vision. You know, keeping the idea, and it's like you know, put it to the side for a sec, where you focus on what you need to focus on right now. Um, 
yeah and I just yeah completely agree with you and I love that you do something like this because we just need so much more of it like we need you know more places where creatives feel like one they belong first and foremost and two that there's an education platform there's someone that cares about them someone that wants to support them because there just isn't enough of that in the world and I think you know, and you think about how much training someone would get in a different industry, you know, when they're going exactly. to start working in corporate, like there's so much training you go through and, and preparation and boot camp days. And, you know, when you hear about your friends that go start working in banking, for example, um, and, you know, a, a pretty, a pretty rigid uh, time schedule as well. Whereas creatives don't have a rigid time schedule. There isn't really a, like, unless you go to like, even if you go and study fashion, like, you know, I did at uni, I learned more, um, you know, starting my own business, like than I ever did in my three years at university in my degree. And that's just because as a creative, that's kind of how it is. You kind of have to have your hands dirty in the mud, learning what you need to do as you go on. And, and that's the nature of the creative industry. And I think for me, creatives really don't get enough credit for the amount of um, things that they had to put, have to put themselves through in order to just get one yes you know but that's all you need sometimes one yes and then that's it like it domino effects right so yeah i love that oh so motivational um 